So I'm joined here with Steven. Who's Steven? What's up? And uh, a couple of things, of course, I want to talk about today. First off, should we just get this out of the way? Because I keep forgetting to open this. What's this? This is fan mail. Your fan mail. Whoa! What? Take a look. It's, it's in, in a, a box. box. Fan mail. In a box. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. Let's open this sheet. So this was sent... Oh, fuck. Like, months ago? And I meant to open it on the last podcast I did with Eric, and then I completely spaced it. So this is probably... Been sitting there for like four months. Nice. Pretty cool. I'm really good at this. Well, if they sent you any live animals to attack your face, they're probably dead by That's now. That's true. They are dead. Any disease is probably dead. Whoa, it's expanding. It is exp- the box oh, shit. Is Maybe the disease isn't dead. <laughs> shit. Fucking. Oh. Whoa! A bunch of Fanta stuff. Look at that. That's staying over here forever. Fanta orange. Look, it's like not even like American Fanta. It's like international Fanta. It's got some uh, good density to it, too. It's some good density. He's just going to cuddle with that and go to sleep. Yeah. We've got a customized cup that the heat kind of fucked with a little bit. That's pretty neat. Look at that. It says Fanta on the can. Fanta on the side. It's got hair in it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mainstays 26 ounce. So they made this custom. Put some stickers on there. If you take this hair, you could probably clone whoever's hair it is. Let's and they it. could be here with us. Let's do it. With the Fanta hat. That's cool. I like this. I wish it was a uh, like a flat brim. It's fine. I'll wear the dad hat for now. Oh, dad hats are better. Do you want to wear the dad hat? Sure. Alright, you'll wear the dad hat. I'll wear the, the usual hat that I wear. It's a... Made for someone with a much smaller head than me, though. Got a letter from Cool Anime Girls, also known as Ara, and Chris Rod, also known as Rodicus. Oh, hello. Check out their channels. Uh, Rodicus is pretty dope. Both of them are pretty dope. I know. I don't. I don't know if Ara streams as much, but. Uh, oh, what the heck? Rodicus streamed a lot. Hmm. Huh. This is wild. This is like a snap. Whoa! Yeah. So I'll figure this out. Tuck it in. All right. Because like this moves over and then I snap it. It's, it makes sense. I get it. To Fanta, you're a bitch. From Rodicus and KC. Thank you. Sorry, Fanta. They insisted on the note. LOL. It's true. My girls. It's true. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I like the Fanta can. This will be here. For the duration of the podcast existence, why not? Fuck it. So, just, just this episode, then. Background. This is the last episode <laughs> ever. We're not doing any more episodes after this. This is it. Um, Steven is going to be the last guest on the podcast. I know you guys want to see Eric, probably, because you always do, but it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm here to kill you, so. That's a good point. Yeah. That's why it's ending. Because yeah. he's going to murder me. You know. Yeah. At some point, I'll put up these other things, but that requires effort, and I forget they exist until I walk in here. Yeah. And that's when we're doing the podcast. So this is going to go up at some point around, maybe. We're going there today, right? 
We are. We're going there today. We're going to Phoenix. It'll be a fun drive in the rain. And then this will be going up at some point. Glenlivet at 12. My first scotch I think I ever had. So very neat. There's no date on here. I wish there was. It'd be cool to see how old this thing is. But date manufactured. They never put that on there. Bitches. Fuckers. Lazy sons of bitches. But yeah, there you go. Pretty neat. Thank you, Ara. Thank you, Rodicus. Appreciate ya. But, diving in to what's been going on. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Blowing up. Everyone's excited about it. They sold over 100000 in the first hour and a half. Well, so that makes sense to me because it, it was only $5 down. That's so, true. they didn't really sell them. Because, I mean, you and I are both on this boat where, like, we put down the $5 because why not? Mm -hmm. But w if we change our minds and don't spend the rest of the money down the line, it won't really hurt us. We already, I already canceled mine. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. like, yeah. They, I, I don't call that sold. That's true. I call that pre-ordered. But. Or pre. They, they got 100,000 interested people. They had $500,000 for free. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think they're going to sell hundreds of thousands of these things just because, I mean, that entry-level price of $400, name a gaming PC you can get for like $400. That's portable. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. So I think for that level, it makes sense. It does kind of suck that they, they announced, okay, so they said that you can expand the storage, uh -huh. but don't do it. Why not? Because it's such a pain in the ass to take the thing apart and put it back together without fucking something up. Unless you're really good with computers. Really? Don't do it. I thought there was a micro SD card slot. There's a micro SD card slot, but there's also a slot. I mean, you could just swap out the solid state drive in there. Oh, okay. That's so I mean. you can still put in the micro SD card. Yes. But yeah, the, S, the micro SD card is going to run a hell of a lot slower yeah. than that solid state drive. So it'll be interesting to see how this, the, the but, solid state drive compares to the SD card when it comes to frames, loading times. I mean, you can run SD card on your Switch, too. That's true, but the Switch runs like shit, so I mean... But I'm saying, like, it still can run at 60 frames per second on some games. Mmm, I see what you're saying. And that's, that's what this caps out at. Yeah, they're what they're targeting for is all games to be able to run at 30. So they're targeting 30. And my issue with the system is the fact that it's, like, a third of the power of an Xbox Series S. Okay. So it's, like, not super powerful i feel like a lot of people were really overestimating how much power there was here because a lot of people are thinking oh gaming pc type handheld console it must be very powerful well that's just stupid whereas it's like 1.6 teraflops of power compared to the xbox series s which is four yeah but like so but they're both 300 dollars. well the series s is 300 dollars, and this is four if you're expecting the same thing from a handheld thing you're gonna you're gonna be in for a bad time but then also you can hook it up to the dock and do the same thing that Switch does. But it doesn't make it... The dock isn't going to, like, make it more powerful. Right. But at the same it. time, it's still going to let you play the games you want to play. Yeah, for sure. And you don't have to... A lot of people have been telling me this in the comments. You don't have to use the Steam dock that they come out with. You can use any dock on Amazon. Yeah, they, they, they said on the little thing, that's like, you can use anything that plugs into USB-C if you have that laying around. Or you can buy the dock. Yep. But the dock that they have has a USB 3, two USB 2s, um, an Ethernet port... And a couple other things I can't remember. I think that's pretty standard, though, because I have a Lenovo one for my work. You, you say it's standard, but, like, it's not. 
for the it's Switch. They, oh, well, the Switch, okay. So, like, I'm comparing this to the Switch because it's the, it's the thing that's most similar to it in the gaming world, right? It's the easiest thing to compare it to. You're comparing it to PCs, I'm comparing it to the Switch. But it's a PC. Right, but it's also a Switch. Kind of. It is. Yeah. It's exact. It is exactly a Switch that they're trying to compete with. Do you think? I think they're they're just trying to expand the mobile PC market because there's already a mobile a mobile PC market I don't that know. has like Switch like devices. Given the design and given the fact that you can dock it too, it just to me it, it's just it's a Switch without Joy Cons that drift. But you can play your entire library, and then also it's got the PC elements where you can put third-party stuff on it. Not saying that you should emulate, but maybe you should. You should emulate. I, I'm not saying that. I'm going to say you should emulate. Because <laughs> why not? I yeah. mean, there's, I know emulation is like a legal gray area, but do it. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. Nintendo is not making these things readily available. You cannot buy most of these games. They abandon the virtual console, even though it is literally I mean, the you can emulate more than Nintendo games. Thing. I know, I'm just using them as an example. Gotcha. Um, just because they don't give a shit, whereas, like, I can buy an original Xbox game on my Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's true. I huh? can buy a PlayStation 1 games on my PS4, and I think my PS5. So, Nintendo really abandoned all of their old products, whereas a lot of these other companies have continued to support them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm always going to say, emulate, hack your console, do all those things. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting to see what people react to this system when it comes out like how people are going to take to it when it comes out and what people use it for because i don't use my switch undocked ever ever neither do i like rarely ever i've, I've used it once undocked and it was because i was on a plane um going to a tournament and i was like cool i haven't finished legend of zelda Link's awakening yet i might as well do all the little shitty side quests right now by shitty side quest means like the the ones where it's like the dungeon builder and you had to build mm. like a whole bunch of them and then beat them just to get a heart piece yeah and i did it because i was just like well i'm on a plane and i'm bored yeah but like did i want to do it on handheld nah no i'd rather dock but i, I know plenty of people that do handheld only a lot of people do i, yeah, I just sure. i don't get it but like they do so yeah i don't get it if you're at home why are you playing undocked so, the other thing is like um, you mentioned, like, what are people going to use it for? The the thing that I instantly thought of was, like, I run Rivals of Ether tournaments, obviously. Yeah. And it's not an intense game to run. So these even the $400 version is going to be good enough to run that. And it's so mobile that you don't need to, you know, risk buying, like, a $200 little box and hope that it runs your game. Like, these things should, without a problem, run the game and also be portable enough that, like, if I bought, like, six of them, I'm not going to... Like if our company did, yeah, we could buy like six of them and then put put all of them into a suitcase and fly to a tournament and then boom, we have six setups instead of having to rent PCs. Which is not a bad idea if you get the four hundred dollar version, but when you're starting to look at the six fifty version, yeah, that's when I was starting to think, okay, why would I get this over just a laptop? Because you can get a six hundred and fifty dollar gaming laptop that is going to be more powerful, has a bigger monitor, like to the fact that you don't even need to set up another monitor because it's big enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so the other thing is like convenience. I don't know. I have a I have two switch docks at my house. So I one one on my PC that I have like on an HDMI splitter, and then one that's on my TV. And then my brother has a third one, so technically we have one in the living room too. So I just go and I drop it on, and then boom, I'm playing I'm playing Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And so for this, it's like with this Steam Deck or whatever it's called, Steam Deck. Yeah. yeah. With a Steam Deck, I can just 
throw it onto the dock and then sit on my bed and play the thing without having to boot up my laptop and all that other crap. I don't know. I, th- I think of my laptop as a different thing than just a gaming console. But what if you bought one specifically for gaming? Like you didn't put anything else on it. You just put games on it. Wouldn't it run the same? I guess, yeah. But like... And you could just plug it into your TV via HDMI. You could. It seems like more of a hassle though. Wouldn't Not by much, be, but like it does. Wouldn't it just be plugging... Like if you just you left get, it there... But you gotta find a, way, a place for your giant ass thing to like actually sit. Whereas if it's on a dock, the dock's gonna be pretty thin... Your Switch and your Steam Deck are pretty thin, too, so you can just put it right next to the TV. You could just, like... Like, let's say you have a TV, and normally there's, like, a TV stand. Sure. And you can pretty much have the lid almost completely closed. You could just kind of slide it in I mean, to yeah. the entertainment center. It's the minorest of details, but it is the minorest of inconveniences. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more effort, though, to bring this to a tournament than just a laptop? No, not if the tournaments are providing the monitors. Oh, I see what you mean. That makes sense. And okay. then the laptops would be cost more. So like, yeah. To to get a laptop that properly runs like Rivals, for example, would probably be like, it'd be more than four hundred. And you think? Uh, I would love to try Rivals on that laptop. I'd be down. I wonder. I wonder how well it would run. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know, cause like I had a um a little like box that was maybe like this big that I mm-hmm. got for running stream stuff back before uh, the pandemic hit and it worked really well for a while and then like randomly it was like after another update because maybe there was you know more sprites in the game or something it was just like now I'm going to have problems hmm. and so that thing that I spent a couple hundred bucks on was good for like a month or two and then it just kind of crapped out and this is just like a small PC box yeah small PC box it was like um used one off eBay that was recommended by one of my friends that builds and sells PCs. He's like, yeah, this can run rivals. And it did for a little bit. Whereas like these other things like the Steam Decks, like you bring a bunch of those, it's not going to take up space on your travel kit and it's not going to crap out anytime soon because it's actually got decent specs. Yeah. It doesn't have great specs, but it's got decent ones. And I think I think what what I was thinking of when I was looking at these the system, I was thinking why would like Valve. First of all, they're allowing other people to make these. Yeah. They're allowing other companies to use the operating system and everything they're putting into it. Like, why would they do that? Why would they create more competition? And I was like, oh, they just want more people on Steam. They don't give a shit really about the hardware. They just want more users on Steam. And if other people are going to make things that are at a good entry level, they're just more customers for Steam. Yeah. Like, they're okay, getting the console people that are on Switch onto for Steam. Sure. And there's, they're definitely having competition at this point with Epic Game Store. Whether or not like Epic's like a really big player yet. Well, you can run the Epic Game Store on the Steam Deck. My point is, though, like it's still a Steam Deck. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I feel like they're just trying to, they're trying to push the envelope. Maybe reach into the console gaming people that uh, they hadn't been able to reach before. Yeah. Because, like, I know for a fact my brother will never buy a gaming PC because he just doesn't care enough to build one and he has a laptop and he's like can that run tabletop simulator i'm like yeah probably but like his laptop's old he doesn't really want to buy a new one he prefers just having the switch and then he plays on my ps4 5 but like he he has no interest in getting a pc so the steam deck is something that like when i saw that i'm like instantly i thought my brother might like that he wasn't interested because he has a switch 
But like that, that was the kind of thing I was like, you know, he might be the kind of person they're looking for. I've always wondered why people real it's like a resistance yeah. to getting a gaming PC. I'm gonna eat those dogs. <laughs> I I don't why do they have to play it right there? There's all downstairs. Anyway. <laughs> why is there that resistance to getting a gaming PC? Like just get a pre built if you don't want to build it. Yeah. Why is there that resistance when you play video games already to getting a PC? Yeah, like the games he plays the most, like right now. Like, are going to be Legend of Zelda, Spider-Man, and... Well, he's like a Nintendo fan. But, no, it's Spider-Man. And, Sp- it's and then Hades is the other one. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you could be playing Hades on the PC, and then, you know, mix that in with, like, a whole bunch of other games like this that you'd never even heard of before. Yeah, there's so and many then, like, games like the ones you enjoy on PC. Only. And if you like Xbox games, you can just get them on the PC instead of having an Xbox. Like, he, he plays Halo, or he used to, at yeah, least. So, it's right? just like, yeah, you... Just play Halo on the PC, and then you could switch over to Hades without going to your Switch. Yep. Like, they're, they're both there. Yep. Spider-Man's not, but, like... That's the only one. Yeah. Like, the, of the games that he enjoys currently, like, he could play, like, two-thirds of them on, on the same thing if he just had a PC. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's It's super strange to me that... Good God. <laughs> I'm gonna eat those animals... It is super strange to me that there's just so many people, it seems like, that are just so stuck with consoles, even though they are the worst value in gaming. I mean, right now, specifically, they might not be just because PC parts are so expensive. Right. Like, right now, the best deal in gaming is the Series X with Game Pass. Plain enough. Because you cannot get a PC that can do ray tracing and all that crazy shit for $500. You just can't do it. Linus Tech Tips tried to do it on his channel. He tried to build a computer... That was the exact same price as an Xbox Series S, and it was a little bit worse. So right now in the current market, I get it, why you'd want a Series X. I don't 100% understand why you want a PS5. There's nothing on it. but There's nothing There's nothing really on the Xbox either. But the Xbox has everything before it too. Yeah, but... And if, Game Pass. Okay, but then what about the people who already have a PC? Like, well, if you already have a PC, I'm not talking about those people. Okay, I'm so talking you're people talking about the people who like might want to upgrade yes, to one. exactly. Okay. The people that want something new okay. and don't have a PC already, what's the best value? The Steam Deck is definitely now competition for best value when it comes to getting into the PC market or getting some sort of high-end gaming rig. And then Series X and then you know gaming PC when you can actually buy a graphic card. But yeah. right now it's just impossible. And the prices are crazy. Absolutely crazy. Even the manufacturers, like the the, the secondary third-party people that are working on these, like EVGA, MSI, they're all selling their stuff for more than MSRP just because they can. Which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Just like a Logitech webcams. I don't know if you've noticed, but I bought my same exact Logitech webcam for like 30 bucks back in the day. Now it's $70. Mm. So they're just taking advantage of the fact that now there's a huge demand... For right. webcams, because of the pandemic and because of so many offices going remote, that they can charge that much. Whereas before, nobody gave a shit about webcams. Yep. I mean, back in the day, webcams were like a very niche thing. Nobody needed them for anything unless you had like a family member you went to talk to that was far away or you streamed. I spent 80 bucks on the C or the 930 CE or 930E or something like that. Which is like the 1080p Logitech one that also had 60 frames per second. Yeah. Mine doesn't and have like, 60, so mine was like 30 bucks. Yeah. And the, the one before that was like, when I originally got it, it was like 50. 
mm-hmm. and it, it dropped. And the only reason I bought the better one is because I didn't want to have both of them hooked to my computer and having my OBS trying to figure out which one I was telling to go to. Because mm-hmm. it's really annoying. Like if you have like player cam and then commentator cam and they're the same model trying yeah. to tell which property to go to. So I'm like, yeah, fuck that. And I just bought a different one. That, that was like 70 bucks. And like, I think it goes for over 110 now. Yeah, they all went up. They all went up, just like computer parts, all went up. It's absurd. It's it's crazy, and it, it sucks for people that wanted to get into PC gaming, or even people that want to get into video editing, because you do need a high-end mm-hmm. PC to do that sort of thing at least well. You know, I mean, I, I, don't, I guess I don't have a super high-end PC anymore, because, I mean, it's pretty old now. I got a 1080, I got an older i7, so... I mean, I was going to upgrade during the 30 series because it's been two generations, but just it's wait. just not worth it. Yeah. It's just it's not like worth it. It's like a global chip shortage, too. Is that is it still happening? Because I know the thing with the global chip shortage is that it also drove up the cost of new and used cars. Yeah, it's still happening. Fuck. Yep. How'd that happen to begin with? Was it just they were pulling people off the production line? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah fucking sucks just make the goddamn chips don't eat them (laughs) (laughs) there's just people in the factory just eating the chips as they come down the line these ones need more salt these don't taste very good you're not supposed to be fucking eating them that's that one over there oh oh before you know it you have to you do that three or four times and all of a sudden you just that's a lot of money down the drain they accidentally swapped workers with (laughs) tostitos and like A fresh chip right off the line, baby. Mm. Mmm, delicious. I wonder what those would taste like. The plastic chips? (laughs) Yeah. Right off the line. Not not now. Right off the line. Oh, right off the line. Because that would be different. Yeah, it'd be warmer. (laughs) Be fresh. (laughs) Probably burn the shit out of your mouth. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like, just molten metal. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking stupid. Yeah. (laughs) No, um, I don't know. It's really annoying, but I, I feel like you give it some time and it's going to level out. Yeah. Just I like, hope so. Just like gas prices. Over gas time, prices. They, go, they, they go up and they go down. They go up and they go down. Gas prices aren't too bad right now. At uh, least here. They're, they're fine. They, I mean, they go up every summer normally. They didn't yeah. go up last summer because of the pandemic, but like yeah. normally they go up every summer, like a significant amount, and then it goes back down. Yeah. So. It's bastards. It... Supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. What else have you been up to? Um, I got a dog. Oh yeah, you got a dog. You got the what? What is the mix again? It's an Aussie uh, Pyrenees, and then uh, according to the DNA test that one of the other adopters got of her sibling, it's got a good chunk of golden retriever as well as like some other breeds, but a lot of golden in it, which That's is cool. She's so cool. Yeah, she's just likes everything. She's chill. She likes the pets. Chill, big floof. Yep, she's uh, four months old, so she's still uh, growing, but she's like visibly growing sometimes overnight. That's crazy. She's gone from like not being able to get up on the couch on her own to being able to like take a hop and get on my bed. <laughs> she just did it yeah, yesterday when I was streaming for uh, Rivals. I was like, oh, that's the first time I've seen her jump onto my bed. And she just did it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and before she's like, on the couch and like putting up her back leg just like <laughs> and now she just goes Poop. i've only had her about a month so yeah, yeah. It, oh man it's it's crazy that it's been a month already yep 
I remember going with you to look at another dog because mm-hmm. I didn't see your yeah. You, dog. you showed up after um, yeah. I, I met that one same day, but yeah. Yeah, I watched you fill out like the online paperwork and everything to get the dog. Yep. But yeah, super cool dog, super chill. Um, but you have to deal with the another dog, dog in the house, which is a rescue. Yeah. That's fun. It's a rescue, and it's not my dog, and so. And they they it, it's a puppy technically. I think it's ten months now. Mm. Like they, the the vet thought it was nine to twelve months when it when it was first adopted. So it's probably like 10, 10 and a half now, I think, if you're going on the low end. And so like, they think it lived on the street for most of its life. And mm. so it probably has like no social skills and still learning them. And it's like scared of everything, even though like nothing in the house has hurt it. If it hurt, if it hears a noise, like a bottle falling on the ground, it like goes and like jumps away. And you gotta be like, come on, it's okay. And you know, coerce it back. So the the relationship between the two dogs is good for one of them and annoying for me <laughs> because my my dog is teaching it how to play and stuff because it's you know she's younger yeah. and she just plays right and for a while we had to separate them but now like they're in the same room and sometimes they play a little too rough but like it's good for the it's good for the 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 rescue but it's annoying as shit for me yeah i bet cuz you got to worry about your dog yeah like i i got my dog to to get a dog and then that one was just like a spur of the moment thing. So now it's just like, well, I got exactly what I wanted, but now there's an extra variable here. And now you gotta deal tra- with training my dog includes making sure this rescue, and it's not the rescue's fault, doesn't do anything to my dog. So it requires a lot more constant supervision than it normally would. Plus, you don't want your dog to pick up on the bad traits from that dog. Yes, Exactly. Which is frustrating. Yep. Because you want the owner of that dog... To do stuff. To do stuff. Just anything. <laughs> just anything. Which is just... <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is really frustrating. I can't imagine. Yeah, they, they brought it to a trainer. Um, Did that do anything? I didn't see anything like that. Uh, so, like, she, like, picked up some tricks on how to have the dog, like, you know get down out the furniture and go on the, uh, the bed and lay down but only does it if there's treats involved and it knows it like it it, it it like is bossy to her and so when she was like giving it some like like a piece of treat or whatever it was i think it was like a chicken treat or something like that whenever it would get down she's like down and it comes off the couch it jumps back on the couch because it knows when it gets off the couch it gets a treat so it just kept going up over and over oh and it's like God. yeah I, I appreciate what you're doing, but you gotta, like, all this positive reinforcement you does not just work. can't positive. Yeah. You can't. Even, even my girlfriend's dog is a little shit sometimes, and you give it negative reinforcement, and he knows he fucked up. Yeah, you're just like, bad dog, stop it. And he, get, he like, looks upset, like, he's, like, upset with himself about it. Yeah. He's like, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay here. Because, like, if you put him in the crate... He's, he's not super happy with the crate because he's not used to it. He used to have like a little pinned off area and that was kind of like where he would hang out. Yeah. So he's in the crate. He hates it. And he'll usually like whine or something like that. But if he fucks up and we yell at him and we throw him in there, he just curls up and just dead silent. He's like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> yep. He, he fucked up. Yeah. Um, so my dog's got a little bit of like a, a little bit of sass to her. But speaking of dog... 
but no, she, she's she's pretty good. Like overall, she's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna check on them real quick. Goodbye. I'll just let him in. Okay, I'll just let you in. You can't get out though. You're stuck in here now. Hi. I guess you'll be part of the podcast. What's up? Spin, spin. Come here. There you go. Hi. Okay, bye. He's like, well, maybe not. We'll go on this side. We'll go on this side. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Travis. He's wearing a little cocaine Miami shirt going on here with That's some Saguaros. <laughs> so this podcast is now dogs. It's dogs. We just started talking about dogs. But yeah, that's 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 been my life as working dogs. Dogs are a lot of work. Dogs are as much work as children, basically. I don't know. Nix is pretty. Uh, my dog's name is Nix. Nix is pretty pretty low maintenance, but it's the second dog that makes it more difficult. Mm, like if it was only Nix in the house, it would actually be really easy because of how good of a dog she is. I feel like that's how dogs are in general. Like, he's not too too bad on his own, but like around Cora, they just like play or they he just gets mad at her because she won't just leave him alone or. She'll start barking, so he'll start barking. Yeah. But he won't normally just start barking at random stuff. But yeah, he's he's not too bad. Sometimes he'll fuck up, but most time he's alright. You alright, dog? You a little shit sometimes, though? Every dog's a little shit sometimes. I'm a little shit sometimes. I don't even dog. <laughs> yeah, but who are you inconveniencing with being a little shit? I don't know. Could inconvenience you right now. I could just knock over your LaCroix. Oh. Yeah. Think about it. That'd be a real cat move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little shit. Just bap. Oh, he might do it for me. Yeah, he might. I don't know what he's doing. Damn. That was really close. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's been me. That's been you lately? Yep. What's going? So you're starting to have like in-person tournaments now. Yeah. Um, we started running those in late May. How's that been going? Good. Um, we... So some people might see it as a little bit of a controversy, but we required vaccines for the first bit of it mm-hmm. because I, as a person who was running the tournaments, I'm like, yeah, if I'm running the tournament and people haven't even had the chance to get the shot yet, I don't want them like feeling like they have to come out and then mm-hmm. dying and then it's my fault. Yeah. So we had them like required for like a month or so. But that was a while ago. Yeah. It was, like, for, like, a month or so, and then month and a half. And then once it was, like, to the point where if you want an appointment, you could literally just walk in. I was, like, cool. And so then we lifted the requirements. Yeah. And at that point, it's, like, we highly encourage it, and we're still wearing masks at the ones that are in public places. But, like, I can't stop you from, you know, not getting a shot. If if you're not getting the vaccine, everywhere else is open, too, anyway. So it's just kind of, like... Not my problem. Yeah, exactly. But it's been good. Um, no one's no one's gotten sick. Um, we've had some good competition. Going back from offline or to offline from online is a godsend. Like, even if the online connection is good, like the ping is low, it's just mm. not the same game. Honestly, it's the the input and frames and everything's different. Yeah, so like your input delay is gonna be more, um, and, and then like by the time like you even see what happens, then you react. So then you react to ha- something happening, and then you add the extra time. That's just, yeah, it's just not fun. That sounds awful. That's why you're saying a lot of pro players were like, I'm not even bothering with online. Yeah, there, there were some that like did, but like a lot of people just use different characters than the ones they use offline because it just feels different. Oh, like when I played most of the tournaments online, I used 
characters I don't really use ever in real real life tournaments. And it's also cool because you get to like experiment and try out new things with characters that might have different weaknesses or strengths, and you learn more about the game. And it, it also taught me to push buttons faster because when I play online, I usually just kind of go mindless button, mm. button pressing because mm-hmm. like I practice tech skill because it's all muscle memory. So like my reactionary combos like can't happen. But like the things that I'm like, okay, well, if I do this, this, and this, and this, like my, my brain is like set to it now. So you think playing online could ruin your in-person play? No, I don't think so. I think it could affect it negatively if you've done it for too long for a short period of time. But give it like a week or two of just, just like... kind of readjust? Yeah. Um, or even honestly like a couple of days of just like a lot of playing offline and you'll get, get used to it. But I think online... Can, can teach you new things that you didn't have before. Mm. Like, an offline exclusive player will probably do worse online, but an online exclusive player might do just the same offline, if that makes wow, sense. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you just do better when you go from offline or online to offline. So online's a good way to practice, then? Yeah. It, like, you, you, you don't, you're not bad. Like, you don't, you don't get worse for playing online. Like, if someone comes from an online exclusive thing and, like, oh, well, they're carried by online, it's like, well, maybe if they're, like, spamming one or two moves or they're really abusing lag. But, like, if they're, like, actually good online, they're not going to be bad offline. They might not hit the exact same level. Like, say maybe they always get top two. They'd probably still make top eight for sure. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. And there's, there's also, like, factors, like, especially at majors you don't like these people who only play online might not know what a crowd is like so like getting yelled at hey you fucking suck bro does that happen a lot well not as aggressive but yeah like i mean they usually cheer for someone as opposed to against someone you remember that happening during the stream for chanting mango yeah exactly like, so, i kind of feel bad for the other guy yeah and that you that that is a very common occurrence especially because like people travel in groups of friends and like so even if you're out of like a different game Arizona people will come to different areas to cheer on the Arizona people so like you get like AZ chance happening and if you haven't been used to having a crowd it get, makes you nervous or if even if the crowd isn't really cheering for or against you and they're just like you know cheering when something happens and you're on a stage and you're the one on stream and you know that you're being streamed to like 100,000 people like and that's the happened nerves can get yeah. to you yeah, exactly. You get you get like the stage nerves and tournament nerves that like you may not have when you're just in your living room. That makes sense. Do you have any? Because to me, fighting games are the most daunting, unapproachable games out there. Do you have any advice to people? Because obviously, he he works for Rivals of Aether. Do you have any suggestions? Buy my game. To getting into a game like that because it seems like a huge time commitment. Is it as big of a time commitment as I think it is? Because I look at those games and I go, I would love to even learn that game, but I feel like it's going to take hours. It's as much of a time commitment as you want it to be. And like, I would say, like, the biggest thing is if you're just getting into them and you don't really know where to start and you haven't really liked them before. The best way to do it is by playing with someone who's around your skill level. Like, playing online, and it's a brand new game, and maybe, like, you play Rivals, which is kind of like a high skill floor. Like, if you play online against, like, a mid-level player, and you're brand new, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's just, 
the, the fact. Yeah. But like hours of gameplay will get you kind of up to that level maybe. Just depends on the person. But like the way to do it and the way that you improve best in any fighting game is just like having a practice partner. And that practice partner usually should be about your skill level. And it doesn't hurt to then go and play people who are better than you in the interim. Yeah. But the way that you have the most fun and like learn the game, like its inputs and stuff, is by going like, oh yeah, dude, check this out. This person can do this. And then your, your friend that just like also picked up the game with you at the same time goes, oh yeah, that's really cool. And I, I don't know. It's learning something with someone else is always nice. And I think it's kind of a requirement for fighting games, honestly. If you're if you're not already into them, I get that. It seems like you have to actually train for these type of games. Yeah, it's a grind. I have over three thousand hours in Rivals, and um, if if you're if you're wanting to get into it and you don't have someone that like you can play with that's like a close friend of yours, there are like Discord servers and stuff. Like Rivals has the Academy, which is like a learning server, but then it also has Rivals Recess, which is even like like an amateur bracket. So like you can like play against people who are lower level or you can even get games against people who are brand new and then like in the academy you can ask questions and and they have like homework channels where like you can like read up on tech and stuff if you want to practice it some people practice and like go into solo mode and just like practice movement and stuff i've never been able to do that did you ever do anything like that before you started playing rivals i know you had a background in smash bros but did you like even in smash bros did you just practice tech did you read up on tech did you do homework or did you just play the character over and over and over until you got better in general it was just play the character against real people um but every once in a while like there's a youtube channel called my smash corner and they made like one or two videos for the new smash game but they just kind of stopped but uh they would come out with like advanced techs and so like i'd watch that and then i would try to implement it while playing against a person i never went into like the solo mode and like tested it i was like oh, that's cool. I can see if I can do that. And then like, I'd play against my roommate. And then like, my goal when I practice with someone is to improve on one or two small things during the entire play session. Because if you try to focus on getting better overall, it's not going to happen. But like, you're like, I would like to mix up my recovery a little bit better today. And so like, you play the game normally. You don't worry too much about that. And then when you're off stage, you try to do different things. I gotcha. And that's the way you get better. Fuck. Yep. Fighting is, games. Yeah. Those games are... It looks like people are having so much fun. There's, like, so much skill involved. And I'm like, I could never fucking do that. Yeah, that's kind of, like, how I am with traditional fighters. Like, I know if I took the time to learn them that I'd enjoy them. But, like, it's a daunting task. I'm like, I'm already learning different platform fighters. So, learning how to do it on a stick with uh, inputs is... I don't know. It's, it's really not something I'm interested in. I used to play Soul Calibur 2 a lot, and I enjoy um, just like Mortal Kombat at a very basic level. But I don't play against people who actually practice the game ever. And I didn't ever have people that like practice the game that I played against. So I'd be just like, I'd play it at your house sometimes. Remember we played Mortal Kombat a few times? Mm-hmm. I was like, cool let's sit down and play it and that's like one of the few times i did and sometimes i'd play online with people who cared more about about it than me it was fun because i got to see how i stacked up and we played the whole campaign of injustice yeah that was fun and so like i enjoy traditional fighters at that basic level and i think i mean fighters are what you want out of them right so i got what i wanted out of them and i didn't push myself to get angry at it or you know try to get better and then like 
go through the frustration because I just didn't want it. What made you first want to get better at fighting games and actually kind of pursue them at a competitive level? Um, so, like... Because it's not like you ever did that with Halo, even though you played the fuck out of Halo. Yeah, that's true. I um, played Smash Bros. since N64 days. So, like, since that very first one came out, and I was just always better than the rest of my friends. Mm. And so I always just kind of, like enjoyed playing it and i enjoyed trying to see like if you know i could find people who could beat me and then when i was in college i was like i I never even tried to find tournaments i didn't even know they really existed for like the older ones but i was in college like i found like some people running a tournament and so i just went and then the rest is kind of history so i always kind of had the competitive like vibe to it but i didn't really go seek out competition because you know i don't even think my parents would have let me honestly but you just like started at that upper skill level, it sounds like. Even since you were a kid on the original Smash Bros, you were already better than people. Yeah, but like better than your friends and better than tournament people is different, <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. But like, yeah, like usually the better tournament people are the ones that are the better of their friend group. Yep. Like you, you go from like, I'm the b- biggest fish in a small pond to like one of the smallest fishes in a big pond, and then you just work your way up. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I have not done competitive anything. Because I'm really bad at video games. You seem to just pick them up like that. I can't snap with this hand. I came with that hand. I can't. I kind of can with this one, but this one is easy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just you seem to just like pick up video games like immediately. I mean, you you did competitive Overwatch for a little bit. The <laughs> game was out for like months, and you were like on a team. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck. I got sponsored to go out. I mean, we were on a, we were not on a good team, but then after that sponsorship like played ran its course for the one tournament, everything was covered. It was great. Um, we, and then like two of us went on to a new team and actually like were on a pretty solid team for a little bit. Why didn't you keep going with that? Um, after an eight hour shift at Walmart, it was eight hours of scrims. And when I went on vacation to Montana with my family. I got cut from that team mm. from the mains, like from starting to backup because I was inactive and it was like a two week vacation. And I was like, I don't care enough about this to be here for eight hours a day on scrims after working a job at Walmart. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I feel like the ruined video games for me. It ruined overwatch for me. Um, it like, took you years to come back. Now you're playing it again, but it took years for you to come back. To that game. Yeah. I couldn't play regular, like, quick play anymore because like I, I knew competitive strats and I'm like going on quick play even with some friends just doesn't feel the same but I don't know I, I feel like I, I do really well with pattern recognition like that's just something I'm good at and so I think that translates well to video games and then having quick hand movement from just playing like Smash Bros and fighting games fuck if you're good at pattern recognition you should start looking at the stock market and tell me what to buy <laughs> I don't care about see... the stock market though. Yeah, but that's how you make real money. Yeah, but I don't care. You don't care about real money? Can you care. imagine like <laughs> like just having like hundreds of thousands of dollars being able to do whatever you want? That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be pretty dope? Yeah. I feel like if you had really good pattern recognition, you could tell when a stock is gonna go up and down, you could see the patterns in the market and just kinda go Yeah, but that's a whole other thing I'd have to learn. Yeah, but but Overwatch <laughs> doesn't give you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but Overwatch is fun kind of it's fun if you have like six people stock market's fun when you're making money when you're not it's very depressing and (laughs) miserable but when you're making money (laughs) 
Yeah, but I feel like that that's like a whole other like subculture because like you talk about like how you get into fighting games and like it's kind of the same thing. It's like how do you even get into the stock market? You have to just learn so much crap about an entire culture. It's it's like learning an entire. It's it's like learning a whole, a whole new hobby basically and dedicating yeah. your entire time to it. And I I don't care enough about it to do that. Yeah. Because like if I was gonna do it, I'd want to do it right. You know. I was. I was in it a little bit, and I was starting to learn things. I was starting to pick up on it, and then the whole market crashed, and I just completely lost interest. I was like, fuck that. I just lost several grand. I'm done. <laughs> so you're not in it now? I mean, I'm still in it with the stocks. I'm just waiting for it to go green. Mm. But beyond that, I'm not making any plays anymore. I used to wake up at the, the start of the market, and I have followed a shitload of people that were all looking at different market strategies, and they had different things that they were doing, and... They were doing their due diligence on different companies and kind of telling people like, okay, this is why I'm investing in this. This is the potential. This is, and there were just all these different accounts that were doing that. And then I was looking at my own due diligence. I was doing research. Like when I first started, I wasn't even looking at Twitter people. Yeah. I was doing my own research and I knew it was like, oh, it's the pandemic. Costco is about to do their announcement of what they've been making. They're going to make a ton of money. So I invested. And then right before they even announced how much they made it skyrocketed i sold and made like 500 bucks i was like that's cool i made 500 bucks in like a week that's crazy and then of course for some reason whenever they announce even if they do really well a lot of the times when they announce quarterlies it just crashes hmm. so it like dipped a bunch and then it went back up again but um a lot of people sold the news and bought the rumor which is a very strange occurrence in the stock market but then you look at Zoom, which went from like $100, I think it was even less than that. It was really cheap. And my dad was like recommending it, but I saw all these things out there that, you know, there were privacy issues. People were just getting into Zoom calls because they figured out the code. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a great platform. I feel like a lot of places aren't going to adopt it. A bunch of places <laughs> adopted it. The quarterlies were fucking crazy. And it went up to like, it went up like 200% that day. You know, the state government here actually wasn't allowed to use it. That's another reason why I didn't invest. Yeah. Because I was like, my company doesn't use it. Governments can't use it. And now I'm working for a company that uses it. And I'm like, fuck, if I'd been working for this company, I would have been like, oh, companies are using this. And my my, my state of reference would have been different. But uh, my point of reference, rather. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my point, though. I was like, it's... You have to dedicate a good chunk of time to it, and it's just stuff I'm not willing to do. Yeah, I get that. It was fun, though, when I was I was playing a bunch of different SPACs, and they were all going crazy, which is like a blank check company that is raising... It's like a Kickstarter stock hmm. that then buys another company. Oh, you, man, Kickstarters. You have to hope that they buy a good company. So there was one that I was in called CCIV, and they were looking at buying a company called Lucid, which is like a huge competitor to, or is going to be a huge competitor to Tesla once it gets bigger because it's an electric car company and electric car companies are, or at least were a huge thing in the stock market. Tesla just kept fucking going up and up and up. It was the most overvalued company out there. And Elon even said that. Yep. And it, it like, didn't matter. It just yeah. kept going up. Nothing could stop that train. I think it's gone down a bit since then, but for a while it did nothing but go up, which was painful because I was thinking about buying Tesla at like, 200 and then i just watched it go up to like 900 and i'm like i fucking hate myself <laughs> there's so many stocks that you watch like you think about buying you don't buy and then you watch them skyrocket and you're like 
fuck. And then you'll buy a different stock. Sounds depressing, and it really. Crashes. I feel like once you learn enough, you'll make a lot less stupid decisions. But because I'm just still so new to it, I kept making bad decisions. And there are times where I was too paper-handed, which means I sold it too quickly. And there are times where I was too diamond-handed, where I held too long. Thought it was going to keep going up, but it crashed. Which is what happened when I had a bunch of penny stocks that were all up 50 to 60%. And I had a bunch of SPACs that were up really high as well. I was up a solid... From where I started, I was probably up like $9,000. Jesus. And then within a couple days, I was negative 2000 Wow. So I lost $11,000 in a couple of days. So that, I mean, I lost 9000 of like paper profits, but I lost 2000 of money. Right. And uh, that's crazy. The, the penny stocks, they're not coming back, but a lot of the SPACs I was invested in, those are starting to make a recovery. Reddit chose one of them that I was in <laughs> and I rode that to victory and got the fuck out and then it crashed again right back to where it was. So I'm really glad I fucking sold that one. But there are just so many different plays that I made, especially like some that don't make any sense why they're not doing well. Like I'm invested in a used car selling company. Okay. Used cars right now are like the highest prices they've ever been. And yet this company's doing terrible. Weird. Yeah. I think it's just because inventory doesn't exist right now. Are you looking at like rankings? What are you looking at? Oh, I, I got a DM from someone. I got to just forward it over to my boss. Sorry. Oh, work stuff. Yeah. It's literally just copy and paste. So interesting. How, how does it feel that you're always kind of on the clock? Um, It's a little weird. Not going to lie. I mean, it's weird, but you also are literally working like... I can't think of a more dream job than what you have. Yeah, no. It's, it's great. It's... Like, I, if you I did if, if I had any sort of complaints, I'd be full of shit, honestly. Because <laughs> you you work for not only like an indie video game company, which is cool, because we've learned that AAA companies are dog shit with this Activision Blizzard thing, and with Ubisoft. I mean, multiple branches of Ubisoft now. Like we heard about one that was in the UK that was really bad, or in Europe, and then there's one in Singapore that's also really bad. So there's just been so much stuff coming out about AAA companies that it seems like only indie companies are the ones you can really look at and go, okay, well, those are the only ones I know aren't going to be trash. Because now that all these different companies, like these people are coming out from these companies like Activision, Blizzard, and Ubisoft, do you think EA is next? Do you think like another big AAA company is next? It wouldn't surprise me, but it also wouldn't surprise me like to hear more of this just from other industries that are outside of gaming too. Mm. It, I think it's just it's a I, people I, problem. I, yeah, I think problem. we cornhole ourselves and seeing things and then equating them to a certain culture, but it's literally everywhere. Yeah, like there was, um, and this is. It was awful, but we had a bunch of people in the Smash community, which I'm not involved. Oh, yeah. I'm not involved in the Smash community, but I'm involved with Rivals, which is very close, very close to it. It's a fi- so, platform fighter. And we, we had a couple people come forward in, in Rivals. It was a very small amount compared to others, but like, you had a whole bunch of people coming out with their own stories of terrible things that they dealt with in the community and people they dealt with. And I don't want to get into details, but the thing is, it's like... To, then people start saying that, you know, oh my god, the Smash community is so terrible, right? And it's like, I don't think that's the case. I think everywhere is terrible. It's just 
the Smash community might have had more opportunity for those kind of awful people to thrive mm-hmm. than some of the others. Or maybe these this is the only community going forward with it right now. Maybe it's because there were so many underage people in the Smash yeah. community. And it's like, those kind of things, I guarantee you, happen everywhere because people are everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, like the Smash community is a weird one because they have a bunch of Nintendo characters. So you got a bunch of people of all ages playing the game. Yeah. And there, since there was no like dev support for the tournaments, like developer support, all the tournaments and stuff are grassroots. So like they're community ran. So in some communities you have no problems. But then like say maybe in community X in whatever state then you have one person who's running it that fosters an entirely dangerous environment, whether knowingly or unknowingly, just allows things to happen or maybe preys on people, and it, it's awful. Yeah. But, like, you get the wrong person in a crowd that they can take advantage of, and it's going to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised, going back to the original thing, if we just heard more of this from other companies that were outside of gaming, too. I could see that. Because, I mean, like... Like what? What? What else do you expect? They, they, these people are everywhere. These people go to trade shows. These they. Anytime you go on a business trip with coworkers that you don't actually know, you think you know, but you don't actually know. You are going to find out who they are, right? Yeah. And if you're if the culture of your company allows it, it's going to be bad. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I, I guess, like, thinking about it as I say that, it's like the gaming culture could be partially open to more of that because of the idea is, like, everyone's more laid back and everyone wants to have fun and everyone wants to have the casual gaming experience, right? And they want, they're, like, all artists and whatever, and, like, they want to have a fun ex- environment so they foster creativity, right? So maybe that you, you see more of it in the gaming community because of that. For the AAA companies, but I don't know. I, I just feel like anytime you you put people in a position where they can take advantage of something, a good chunk of people will. You think there's more bad people than good people? No, a good chunk being like enough to make oh, it, I see what you a, mean. enough yeah, yeah, to make yeah. it a problem. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it seems like an entertainment industry thing. Like yeah. not just gaming, but any sort of entertainment. I mean, we, we heard about all those horrible things that were coming out of the movie industry. That that plays into what I just kind of said about yeah. it. It's like you want to foster a fun environment to mm-hmm. like bolster creativity. So maybe you're more relaxed on the rules or something. And, and maybe because a lot of people, there's like that prestige involved. Like a lot of people that were coming out from Blizzard were like, well, it's Blizzard. Like I, I should be proud of who I'm working. Well, everyone was like always taken aback when I told them I worked at Blizzard. That they were like so dumbfounded and they were so jealous that it was like hard for them to leave because they're like, well, any other job is just going to be downhill from this one. And they know that if they, they knew if they said anything, there'd probably be retaliation. Yep. And they might have a black mark on their name for the rest of their career and they may never get a job again, which is what was happening in the entertainment industry. A lot of people didn't want to come out because they didn't want to lose their job and not be able to work with anybody again. There's the old like uh, TV show saying of like, you'll never work in this town again. Yep. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. And I feel like that's what was going on and probably continues to still go on until more people come out. And I hope more people come out. But I know with those sorts of things, most of the time, people don't come out. And that's why... It's going to piss me off, but it's going to happen. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's probably not real because now people are finally coming out now. It's been years. Yeah. Didn't, why didn't they report it back then? Fuck you. Because <laughs> it's it's a constant thing. If you look at any sort of abuse situation, 
nobody comes out. There are so many people that are not punished the way they should be because it, it's just, it's such a emotional thing. It's such a personal thing. And there are a lot of potential consequences for the victim if they do come out. Yeah. And it's, it's fear. It's the number one thing and the number one reason why I feel like you're right. It's probably in more industries than just gaming, but people haven't come out yet. Yeah. So, uh, it's sad. I hope it just all comes out someday and just all these shitheads just lose their job and wind up homeless. But uh, or go to prison. That'd be yeah. Better. I was gonna say that's that's that'd be cool. I think homeless would be worse than prison because prison you're fed and you have, like, you know, you have a roof above your head. Whereas if you're homeless, you're just kind of fucked. So I'd rather they be homeless. I think that would be the the ultimate punishment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. I hope they live under a fucking bridge. <laughs> I don't think that's a. Uh, controversial statement no i don't think it is either yeah he's just chilling yeah look at him <laughs> anyway <laughs> are there any other topics you want to cover what else has been going on i'm trying to think because i've just been kind of been wrapped up in all these controversies and stuff it's kind of distracted me from everything i know there's been like a couple I think there's been a couple video game things that have come out. Uh, you got Mario Golf. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. I like it a lot. I got Death's Door as well. Death's Door. I haven't played cool. yet, but I pre-purchased it. So, like, it's been on my list. It's just I've been working and dealing with dogs. So, like, I haven't had a chance to properly sit down and enjoy it yet. Zelda. Did you get Zelda? Squidward Sword. Yeah. Squidward Sword. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's another one that I need to sit down and properly enjoy just when I have the time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't play it on uh, the Wii. I have the special edition on the Wii. I have like the gold remote, and I have like I use the I use the crap out of the gold remote, and I have the CD like the I soundtrack. I use the crap out of the gold remote too, and I never even bought the special edition. But um, the um, I just never played it. My brother did, but I, I never did. And so having it on the Switch with also like the option to turn off the stupid motion controls and use the stick like the right stick to swing your sword. I'm pretty excited to try that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? Okay, I think. I could be wrong, but I think Skyward Sword, when it came out, just came with that gold controller. I th- I don't think it was like a super special deluxe hundred dollar edition. I think it was like I think it was the eighty bucks. Edition. It was eighty bucks. It was like eighty bucks. Yeah. It was like, what? It was bucks? a special edition. So it was twenty dollars more. Yeah. Than the regular price. How do you feel about the fact that this HD remaster is sixty bucks? I don't mind. You don't mind? No. It's, you think it's okay? That they it's completely again? remastered and like the the graphics are Did brought they, up. Did they put in a $60 price tag worth amount of remaster? Look at the remasters that have come out recently. Shadow of the Colossus, amazing. Phenomenal. I don't, I'd have to play it. Resident Evil I haven't 2, had a chance to play it yet. Resident Evil 2, completely redone from the ground up. They well, redid everything. I can tell you that the Wii version doesn't look that great. It, it looks okay. I mean, Nintendo always does a good job of making... The Wii games are all kind of muddy and... Yeah, they, they do a good job of making the best out of a bad console Jesus or ba- a bad specs like you'd be surprised like do like metroid prime for example one and two those games like, they look phenomenal they on on a gamecube they don't look like they belong in a gamecube they look well, like they belong on the console like after them well the you know? thing is is the gamecube wasn't the least powerful console of that generation right but still it looks it looks like years ahead of its yeah. time like yeah, sure. nintendo's always been good about pushing that so like skyward I... sword didn't look bad but it definitely doesn't look good 
And the, the remastered looks, from what I've seen, looks really good. They incorporated an entire new control scheme, which, I mean... They added button support. Right, but so with that, there's a lot of like weird little things that come with it. Like, So the first boss I know like will change how, how he's holding his swords and you have to swing that direction. And I think there's one of them you have to fake that you're going to swing one way with the motion control. And then you actually come back and swing. And so like, there's weird interactions like that that I'm sure they had to program. Like I said, I haven't played it yet. But like I don't mind it being 60 just because like I, I see it as they probably put in enough work. But we'll see if I change my mind when I actually get to it, you know? Especially because the price of the game dropped to 50 bucks. Yeah, whatever. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up pretty soon anyway. Okay. The price of the game dropped 50 bucks pretty much everywhere right as it launched. Like Walmart... Best Buy, a lot of places, the price went down to 50 Oh, yeah, I, I just never got my $10 refund because I didn't care. Uh, it was too much effort. I think you could have just called or did like a quick chat with Best Buy and be like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a cheap bastard. When it came to that game and Mario Golf, I pre-ordered them long enough in the future, like or long enough in advance so that when in the future when they came out... They would just appear at my doorstep, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, shit, fuck, I, I ordered that. Oh, yeah, that. that game. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. I have stopped doing that since because I just didn't play the games that I was buying. Like, um, I don't know if you bought this one, Fire Emblem. Three Houses? No. Well, I bought that, and I never played it. Echoes? Maybe? Birthright. No, I played the shit out of that one. I got that a review copy. There was one that was right after Birthright. And it was Echoes. Echoes. It was a remake of the second one, actually. I got the special edition. Same. And then I never fuck. I don't even know where it is. So I apparently that is a, a remake of the original second Fire Emblem. Oh, is it good? I've heard it's good. You haven't played it? No, I can sell it. It's, it's still in box. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I never opened it. Yeah. So I guess I could resell that if I wanted to. I wonder if it's worth more or anything. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really pre-order mini games anymore, but with uh, Mario Golf, I played the shit out of Toad Steel Tour. That's e- thing. Even, like, my dad played it with us. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely buying that. And I, I saw, like, the the gameplay of it. I'm like, cool, this looks fine to me. The Speed Golf looks hilarious. Yeah, And it's not cool. the main mode, so that's cool. It's got six courses, which is what the old one had. Mario Golf has been the, the best sports game, I feel like, since... The GameCube versions? Yeah. But it just... It, I don't understand what happened. Why were those the tippy-top best of the sports games? And why hasn't there been another Mario soccer game? I don't know, dude. Like, it makes no sense. It's the same company making them. They have this idea that, like, maybe accessibility is more important than making it complicated. And, like, it wasn't even that complicated no, in the I'm first place, so I don't know. shit at video games, and I still like It's them. like, I feel like they oversimplify a that lot of the games now. 100% did. Even Pokemon is oversimplified. It tells you what move to use. Yeah. It tells you which one is super effective, which it basically is playing the game for you. So I mm-hmm. got so bored with Pokemon Sword, because I was like, oh, fuck. I'm not even thinking. Like, I'm just picking the one that says super effective on it. Right. I'm not even able... Like, it's already a simple game enough. Like, you experiment with the different moves. Which one's going to be super effective? Which one's going to do the most damage? And, of course, there's that type advantage. But it doesn't just blatantly spell it out for you. Hey, pick this one, asshole. Yeah, and, like, competitive Pokemon's a different thing where, like, you know, people will build buffs and debuffs and shit. But, like... That, yeah. And, like, there's a whole, like, extra multi-layer to it. But when it comes to the base game, it's just, like... 
I mean, the base games were never that hard for Pokemon. No. They're pretty easy, but like Ruby you was still, a little bit challenging. You still think though. Yeah. Like you like you get to the Elite Four and uh or Elite Eight or whatever the fuck they are. Final four, basketball, <laughs> shoot the hoop. You get you get to the, the championship battle and you're like and if if you didn't bring the 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 legendary Pokemon that you got with the Master Ball, it's actually pretty hard unless you yeah. grinded it up a little bit. And even with the even with the legendary Ruby, it was still a bitch. Yeah, even with the legendary, like it wasn't ridiculously easy. It was still kind of easy because like you just do the one hit kill move with your legendary that you got. But like it was still satisfying, you know. It didn't like do the game for you. Yeah, where now I feel like it did, and. I don't know if I've just outgrown Pokemon, but I haven't quite enjoyed Pokemon since... I mean, X and Y was kind of fun, because it introduced like some interesting mechanics. Especially like that random trade thing was really fun, to just plunk a bunch of shit Pokemon to see what you could get. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon Oh yeah, wheel. the Wonder Trade. The Wonder Trade, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that was fun. It's in the new game, too. It's, and that's, it's also pretty funny in the, yeah, in the new game. Yeah, that's the most exciting part of the game, which is not good. Um, Pokemon Snap was also really disappointing because like yes. I, they like slowed it down. It's so much slower. It feels like because I I can go back and play the original and enjoy it. Yeah, me too. And, and like the, the the new one just doesn't do it for me. No, I I stopped playing it completely. It uh really bored me, and it was to the point where like I'm just gonna make a review shitting on this, and if I do that, people are gonna shit on me. I'm not really in the mood for that. And I was gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> It's just going to be a bunch of angry Nintendo fans. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just so fucking bored. I was, like, falling asleep and I was streaming it. Yeah, like, with the original Pokemon Snap, I could play through the whole game in one sitting. Yeah. Which, granted, it wasn't a long game. No. But, like, it was, like, a good three or four hours, maybe. But it was enjoyable. Yeah, and it was great the entire time. But, like, with the current Pokemon Snap, I do one level and I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. Plus, it, like, told you what you're supposed to be doing. Like, it was like, take pictures of this many unique Pokemon. Okay, you went and did it. This game, it's like, I don't know, just fucking, I guess, get go points. back and yeah, get, get points. more points, idiot. And you're like, oh, well, that's not fun. And you get to replay the same level, like, 20 times to grind out new levels. Yeah, it, I don't even mind that it doesn't tell you what to do. Like, cause, like, like you said, like, having it tell you exactly what you need to do is kind of lame. But like, well, give me the, an objective. The, the point system's weird. So like, the old Pokemon Snap, and this is turning into Pokemon Snap discussion, but it's kind of That's like cool. how the old games, like in general, were. Old Pokemon Snap to unlock new levels, you had to find secrets. Yeah. That like they didn't tell you. Like you throw an apple at a at a electrode, and it blows up a wall, and you're like, oh shit, a new path. But in this game, it's like, yeah, you took some pictures and you got some points, and now you unlock the night version of this stage. It's just the night version. And, like, yeah, the old Pokemon Snap, you could force evolutions, and I've yet that to see that. That was cool. Like, yeah, you, you I haven't hit, seen that either. You hit the Charmeleon with an, uh, an apple. Yep. I mean, a lot of things are hitting things with apples in that <laughs> game. But, like, you hit the Charmeleon with an apple, and you knock it into the lava, and it comes out as a Charizard. And that was yeah. the coolest fucking thing. It was awesome. And I have seen nothing like that in the new one. Nope. Like, that was, were those are, like, in the first couple levels, you could do shit like that. Yep. Um, you could, if you did the right thing to the... Um, uh, the magnet Pokemon, which you couldn't even yeah. take a picture of them normally. You had to figure out how you could take a picture of them. And if you did the right thing, you could actually have them combine and make the evolution. Yep. Like it's just like little things here and there. Like it, if you hit a um a Magikarp, it would come up as a Gyarados. Plus the levels were more more interesting. There was that one creepy one with a cave and there's like televisions in it and shit. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense why that would be a thing. And then the Jigglypuff cool. is getting like attacked and you can like save the Jigglypuff or whatever. Yeah, there's a whole like mini story in it. Yeah. 
And if you save her, she's singing. And if you save a second one, that's like also singing. Yep. Yeah. The fuck? What happened? There's so many different things they could have done with that game, and they they chose to do nothing. Yeah. Oh, and like like you can force different poses in the new game, but like there's things like you could throw up an apple and lead Pikachu to a surfboard. Yeah. And then he would do a new pose. It wasn't just a, a program pose. It was like you would have to lead him somewhere to get him to do something. Yep. I don't know. It just seemed like there was a lot more tender loving care in it. And like the newer ones, a little bit more robotic, just algorithm. It felt like they slapped it together even though they had like 12 years to make it. Yeah. It's... If they were not going to make it correctly, they shouldn't have made it at all. They should have... There's so many different new things you can do with technology they decided not to do. Like, I was talking about, like, what if they made it, like, an animal exhibit? Like, you went through it, and they gave the AI, not, like, on a track, like it is right now, where it feels <laughs> like a theme park thing, where it makes it feel like a zoo, where the animals are do like, the Pokemon are doing different things every single yeah, time. Yeah, random scripting. So like... Completely random scripting. And that's not too much to ask of a game in 2021. Yeah. There's a lot more complicated shit going on in video games, giving... AI to something, pretty fucking basic. <laughs> you probably could have done that in the original Pokemon Snap game. Yeah. And it would have been fine. But nowadays, there is zero excuse to have them on rails. Like, I'm on a fucking amusement park ride for the 50th time. I want off the ride. It's mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and over. The birds are going to fly in the same spot. The bats are going to fly in the same spot. The cat's going to leap to the same exact branch. Yeah. Nothing's new any of these times. And yet I have to replay this level 10 times to level it up. Yeah. Fun. Great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And yeah. it's the same thing with like the Mario, like golf and... Uh, gol- the golf game actually has a lot of new things that I really love about it. It just feels good. Yeah. It just felt good to play. And like, it uses a lot of new things. Like this one gets rid of some of the things that I really liked about Total Steel Tour. But it adds so many new things to it that I, I really love. Like... In Toad Steel Tour, for example, you could track the ball, uh, like the ball path, and like you could see exactly where it was going to go, and you could curve it before even hitting it, right? Like you could adjust to how the ball was going to fly before even hitting it. That's weird. In this game... You have to do it on the fly. You have to do it on the fly, and instead of tracking the ball path, you can do an overhead view of the whole course, or you can use your rangefinder to see where it's going to cool. land. Which is really cool. Yeah, which is a lot more like regular golf. And then also, the little bar on the right side is straight up and down if you're on a flat surface. But in this game, like that, that's how it always was on the other one. But in this game, um, it, if your feet are above the ball, it's going to curve the opposite way away from your feet. And it'll show that in the track yep. on the thing. And like that's how it works in real golf. Like If I am standing above the ball, the ball, and I'm right-handed, the ball is going to curve right. Yep. It just does that. And the game does like this game does it as well. So like there's some cool shit that this one did. But it'd be cool if they expanded the adventure mode because I've heard it's basically just a tutorial and it's super short. I have heard that it's a lot of fun, but I have heard that some people think it's a little too short. I don't know why they don't just look at Tiger Woods and just copy that. Just yeah. copy that with Mario Golf. Like have some like you know like you're in like the lower leagues and you got to work your way up and then you start doing more tournaments. And you get enough money or experience. Well, that's just like up. the Mario Tennis on the Game Boy. They had, do that. Yeah, it had like it the like coolest. RPG. Yeah, it was the coolest RPG. You could upgrade your like shoes and your rackets, which wasn't a lot, mind you, but like it was something. Yeah. And then like you, you eventually got better and got better stats as you beat more and pe- more and more people as that that you went around the tennis courts to find them and like, hey, play me. And sometimes they're like, hey, play me in doubles. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. 
It's like Golf Story. I haven't played that yet. I need to. That's pretty cool. I like that game a lot. Yeah. But, I don't know. I need to go back and play that game. Anyway, anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up? It's 3 o'clock, so it's getting pretty late. Yeah, um, I'm good. You're good? It's good to be on the podcast again. Yeah, it's been a while. Last one we got drunk, so we didn't post that one. (laughs) 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 Went a little off the rails, so we went ahead and made that one privatized. As in, I didn't even edit it. It's just sitting on the camera's memory card. Um... It was good to have you, man. It's good to have you, Travis. Just laying here doing nothing. It's pretty cool. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Of course, like the episode helps out a lot. And have a fantastic day. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.